Everybody's favorite low-effort, casual conversation podcast. As always, I'm your host, Max Cambria. You can find me at that name anywhere. And uh, with me today, very special guest, someone I've known for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead and introduce yourself. This is Carolyn (laughs) Sicarella. We're taking a water break already. I'm just taking you guys. a sip. Yes, you know we had, contrary to popular belief, there sometimes is an extended conversation off mic. So we were just having a quick, quick powwow. Gotta catch up. Um, Carolyn, first I just want to start with the basic because it's, even though it's your basic thing, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. What do you do for a living? Oh, God. <laughs> this is a good way to roll you in. Give people the picture. Um. All right. Cats open in the closet. That's fine. Uh, technically, I would say my my official job title is a video editor at a media group. Nice. So I help. We film uh, as seen on TV commercials, infomercials, and we're out in Lockport and you know it's a good old time but uh really there so that's my official title is video editor i help edit the commercials and then um but i really help with some of everything i help shoot yeah like i'm a pa there i help style stuff but it's uh one of our mutual uh instagram friends i don't even know if i should mention her but she works with you she put pictures up of you um holding the boom mic a lot Oh, is this? Wait, does it begin with an A or an yeah. S? Oh, I don't want to lie. I, you know, I know she's a public, like, public person, so I don't, I don't need to mention her. But point is, yeah, I've seen you doing a lot of different things. It's cool. Yeah, it's a good time. It really is. And so I do that uh, part time, and then on the weekends or my free times, I try to pick up some side projects, some short some films hustles. around Buffalo. Yeah, so it's fun. Just trying to get my my foot in the door try to learn some more about the craft <laughs> aren't we all aren't we all yeah there's a, a blossoming a blossoming like production scene in buffalo um spearheaded by these a i think m- movies coming into the city mm-hmm. more and b like those production stages being built mm-hmm. in the niagara camera place and then the like st- the studio center they're going to build, I guess, also on Niagara Street on the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buffalo's really trying to become like New York mini. I will say, people don't know like everything that's going on in the film community here. There really is. I feel like a lot of people know about those big features that have been coming to town, but there's a ton of short films being done like all the time. There's yeah. a big film community community here. I can't speak today, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it, you would be surprised. It's like once you kind of see some of it, it just keeps expanding and expanding. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm seeing that now. I'm, I'm 
you know, through those meetings, the BMVM, and uh, <laughs> just like kind of starting to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. I also see like the more I know about it, the more it expands. The more yeah. It's, 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 there's a lot, there's a lot of outlets, let's say, mm-hmm. into it. But, but yeah, that's uh, so for people who don't know, maybe, you know, New York has always been like, the East Coast production hub and Toronto, I would say. Yeah, like, Toronto's big. Then maybe like Atlanta and then like LA. Um, and obviously there's a couple smaller ones in between there, but Buffalo's mm-hmm. really trying to like get to the starting line, like be at the race, off to the races with the rest of them at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really optimistic for like the next decade ahead. I really think it's going to become pop in here. Well, like I always say, like, you know, Scientists think that there's a 50% chance, 51% chance that within the next 10 years, this like huge earthquake is going to hit that fault line on San Diego. Like they, oh, like it, that's always God. and that could like, that's going to like put California underwater. So I think that they're going to need a new, not a new Hollywood, <laughs> but like a new production hub. They're going to decentralize it from Hollywood more and more. The world's ending. Everybody's coming to Buffalo, New York. <laughs> they might. I wouldn't say everybody, but like. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, the architecture, the cheap property and the cheap, mm-hmm. like, like the cheap way of going about business in Buffalo brings, would like, it just makes sense to bring the film, the film world. Plus, they can definitely find workers that are non-union, which is what they yeah. like. <laughs> there's like, there's like, I, I think I met one person so far that I knew was like just about to be at the minimum required of hours mm-hmm. to become union i think i've met like maybe two <laughs> yeah it's crazy but so like i can see them wanting to come here because it's like they can get quality workers here mm-hmm. and quality crew and also be non-union yeah it really is uh it's a fun community i feel like that's honestly how i had gotten started was just i saw um somebody posts something on Instagram. I had just finished freshman year of college and this guy who I found, okay, do you know the song Tuesday by Drake and yeah. I love McConan yeah. or whatever? So I had followed I love McConan on Instagram and he was posting stuff with this guy from Buffalo. And I was like, who is this guy from Buffalo that's hanging out with him? And so um, <clears throat> I had followed the guy uh, from Buffalo just because I thought his page was interesting. I was like, what is this guy doing? Like, you know, I got to take some tips. Right. And uh, all of a sudden I had just finished freshman year of college and he posted something on his Instagram story and was like, I'm doing a short film in Buffalo. Um, is anyone around to help? And I was like, there's a short film being like made in Buffalo. Yeah. And I had no idea that that was a thing at all. And so I had messaged him and I was like, hey, like, I don't know a single thing, but this sounds dope. Like, if you need help, let me know. And he sent me his info and everything and told me where they were meeting to, like, read through the script. And I showed up and he was like, you know, like 20 people responded to that story and you're the only person that showed up. And I was like no way and so already we had started on like a good note so i was like okay even though i don't know anything like at least at least i showed up (laughs) and um 
No, that was really when I got like my first taste of it. And so I did that with them. Um, we filmed it at Canisius, actually, which was pretty funny. Really? Yeah, we filmed. Uh, I'm trying to think where it was. We filmed in a couple places. We filmed in Delaware Park. They filmed in the gym at Canisius. We filmed in some office areas at Canisius. Um, we filmed it, at McDonald's kind of by there. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know by like that about. Packard water tower yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, <clears throat> but from there, I met, um, well, I should shout out that guy. Shout out to Chris Collins for bringing me on that project. But, um, yeah, then my friend Aaron, he was, uh, the videographer for it and he was just like you know if you ever want like more pa work i know you've never done this before like don't have an interest in it but like you did a good job so he's like if you ever want to do this again like i highly recommend it like i think you should stick with it and then it was all it all just went from there I don't so know. these days what do you where do you look for the short films are you doing buff state are you doing like I UB, or are you just doing the random ones that people are putting together? <laughs> yeah, you know, honestly, I feel like everything in this community is just making connections. For sure. So, like, I try to, you know, whenever you meet anybody, I always tell everyone, like, Facebook and Instagram are like the LinkedIn for like the film community. Uh, yeah, I know. And it's it's frustrating because yeah, so I'm never on Facebook and like I post a couple times a year on Instagram, but like, it's so true because every time I meet people on set, then afterwards we'll like follow each other. And it's so easy to like keep in touch with everybody. And like, you know, we kind of comment on each other's stories and whatever. But it's it's nice because you can see what everybody's working on. And so I'll see my friend like shooting a music video or something. I'm like, hey, if you need NPAs, right. like let me know. So it's yeah, it's good to stay connected with everybody and that's probably how I find most of my work just like through people that I've worked right. with before but definitely that film page on Facebook what is it the, the Buffalo, Buffalo Niagara, Niagara. Professionals, yeah. yeah they um post a lot of good stuff on there a lot of people do student projects I've thought about helping out with some of those but it's hard if working part-time too to have the availability always but yeah I um I recently it's an untitled but let's call it a PA position okay. <laughs> on, on the guy's cues. Mm -hmm. Q Campbell, um, he's doing a proof of concept film. I don't want to. I don't know what the announcement schedule is like. So I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to give away the title or anything. Point being, um, I'm just doing a lot of anything. But the cast has been very tight knit because, mm -hmm. just like you, first of all, just like you mentioned earlier, a thing about the community that i'm noticing is 20 respond one show up mm -hmm. is the average that's that's the average yeah it was like he had whole actors mm -hmm. not show up and he had to figure it out and rewrite and just like figure out what he's gonna s spend time green screen things like all this other stuff that's awful so i've been doing a lot and like helping him out in different ways I'm supposed to be writing it, like rewriting it for him. Oh and my I god! Did. Like I did. Like I wrote, like <laughs> you know, like a production a script task. is different from just who says what. You mm -hmm. know? So he has the who said what script just mm -hmm. for like reading. Uh, I guess for the actors to to read that one, but he doesn't have a production version of it. So I was like, I can yeah, I can transfer this into like script format, and it's turned into this whole other thing. Um, but it is an interesting experience for sure. Um, and it's 
it's very interesting to see because he like fronted this whole thing like he had like his own money for it it's not like a it's like a mic it's like a no budget or micro budget short film he's Mm -hmm. doing but he still put like money into it Mm -hmm. like he bought new lenses for it so oh god so right there jeez but um he was uh he started out by being a camera operator and he had done a couple shows on the cw and oh and and this one show called naomi i think on like one of the streaming services might be netflix might be roku i don't know um and then he was just like i'm gonna do my own i'm gonna like make my own uh short film and then like pitch it and he has like this whole like he has like this whole lore and everything Mm -hmm. figured out but he wanted to shoot this to like start that but he has this the one thing i'll say about him the most bizarre thing maybe i'll have him on one day <laughs> he told me a story about like his take on the film business and everything and he was shooting a film he was supposed to shoot at the outer harbor in buffalo mm-hmm. and he the main person and the main character he cast as like this person who's never acted before the reason he casted him was because he was actually living the lifestyle that oh, the main method acting right, right that the main <laughs> character was living he thought it was a good experiment and the dude, the day before that location shoot at the Outer Harbor, the dude shot somebody and went to prison. Are you kidding? Like 10 me? years. The whole thing got canceled. Isn't oh, that crazy? Shit. It was like a budgeted thing. Isn't that crazy? That's He's like, so that's why I'll never use a real person for <laughs> the role. Like, I don't, if I'm casting a general, I'm not asking the generals anymore. Like, I don't need that, that like random X factor where something oh like that's going to happen. Yeah that's insane yeah so he just like and he had paid in the money for the permits everything so that just oh that's just like God. so i feel for him and i was like man but i'm not doing it for that reason i found that out way after i signed on board but oh my God. yeah Let that's not crazy kudos to the actors though all the real actors out there because that is so hard and i feel like it's one of those things that like you know it looks hard like oh maybe i can't cry on screen or like whatever no even doing like basic stuff and making it look normal on camera is like an art form i uh i couldn't agree more like the there's so much you have to think about Mm -hmm. if you're gonna actually act i didn't realize it until i took acting in college and then uh did like slides for this one uh thing that was shooting here uh i got like like callbacks but i didn't get get it um i like had my uncle talk to me about it Mm because he had been an actor and there's so much you have to take into consideration like your eye if your eyes move a little bit Mm -hmm. in your head it actually moves a lot on the camera Mm -hmm. like making it look natural instead of just like reciting but let me hear your take on it it's, you know, it's really no joke, <laughs> I got to say, because sometimes at uh, my job, so we're doing the infomercials, I have countless, even today, today we were shooting stuff and I had to have, I do a lot of hand acting, which that I have like come to be okay with. That I, you know, it's not easy. I will say the hand acting is still a struggle. But I'm like hand acting. Yeah, like oh, like, a, like using a product or something. Yeah, like I flip a lot of eggs on pans, or like right, we do this scene on TV. Yeah, and we like do this one thing for our, our pans that we shoot where we love to roll an omelet off of them. Oh, nice! But it's like 
the hardest thing. Like we've put like batteries in there before oh, no. and like rolled them up to like help it go. But it, so that's hard. But honestly, sometimes we shoot. Um, I've been in a lot of negatives. So like in our commercials, the negatives are the part that's like usually in black and white. And it's someone struggling oh, to do nice. something. That's so I've like one. I've struggled to mop a floor and then like my back hurts or I've today I had to what was I doing? Oh, we're doing a product that helps um, keep doors shut. And so like I had to struggle to close a closet door. And like it's oh, so dumb, but like it took us a while yeah. to get it because it's so hard. And honestly, actors too. They need like confidence because I will tell you there's nothing cringier than watching yourself try to act on a screen because <laughs> we yeah. watch it back and I'm like, this is horrible. I never want to see this commercial again. But like they're just, you know, actors are like, I don't know. They just get to a yeah, point because... where they're cool with it. I don't know if they like it, like if it helps. I don't think it like helps their egos. I feel like it's more of like an artistic thing or a it... creative thing, but it's it's like it's tough. I feel like you need a certain level of confidence to like even be able to watch yourself on a big screen. I would say I agree wholeheartedly and completely to that. I would say I don't know because I would agree that watching yourself acting or attempting mm-hmm. to act is very bizarre. Yeah. And when someone else is watching it, there's like no context, right? They're just watching clip of person that I don't know, like doing these lines or acting or doing this commercial or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it is very hot. Like it's very just bizarre, a bizarre process to me. But the, all the actors, yeah. All the actors who know they're good, who are like really good. Mm-hmm. They, at some point them watching their audition tapes where there's no like cinematic music. It's oh, just like God. them completely trying to get into this character. They must've just gotten used to it because like, I don't know. I would just critique it or just be like, wow, this is this is bad. It's rough. It really is. I I've done um oh, this is this isn't the worst, but I feel like this was probably the hardest for me out of like any cuz just being on sets. You'll learn like which you've probably you'll experience this very soon if you haven't already, I'm sure, but like when you're working on small sets, it's very common that like you will become an extra in the film at some point. (laughs) So like I have had to do um, voice acting for films. So like short films. So I've had to be a 911 operator before. Oh, nice. I've had to um, be somebody. I was somebody's like best friend on the phone once. And that is like a struggle because... You know, when they're shooting it, I, I like go in the other room and I'm actually talking on the phone with the actor right. when they're on screen shooting it. But then later for them to get your audio, like I went into a closet with the sound guy and he's yeah. just recording me like saying these lines by myself, trying to make yeah. them sound normal. And so that I think was the hardest. But um, I don't know. I, I really just... Kudos to the actors. Yeah, I, I actors much sure. rather like to be behind the camera. But reality TV, I'd be all down for that. Well, real, yeah, but real, reality TV, scripted or non-scripted, whatever you believe in, um, it, it's it's non-reality TV. Like you can just kind of like exaggerate flaws or like 
flaws and like comedic things and like that's what makes good reality tv true true but like why what would make you about that because you could just be yourself yeah i I do feel like in this day and age it's almost like nerve-wracking to be a celebrity nowadays because i feel like you know with social media there's just so many you know, I hate to say it. There's so many haters. You Here's know, the thing. it's so true. Everyone's a friggin' hater, Wait, no matter what you're this, doing. This reminds me that one dude had like heart failure. He's like, oh. I'm gonna find this because of online. Is he okay? Oh, what the hell was his name? Um, I'm gonna find it real quick. Okay, so it was like a young guy. I think his name was Liam. Nissan. I'm trying to think. Who is it? I saw it. I was like reading about it right before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Olivia Rodrigo's ex. <laughs> Listen I'm to this. sorry. It's really not funny. I know. It's not no, funny. No, it, well, it kind of is. <laughs> Joshua Bassett, an American actor, I guess. Um, he got hospitalized after the release of her single... So their access driver's license because <laughs> um I guess because he was reading stuff online about it. I don't know. Oh, it says he was hospitalized with heart failure. That's concerning. I hope he's okay. I'm sorry I the laughed. The cynic in me says this is like a cover up story for drug use, but it's probably not. Because like, I don't know, this is just such a bizarre story. Every day I felt worse and worse. I was sleeping sixteen to twenty hours a day. But Oh my god. I don't know what <clears throat> Poor kid. The song was a bop, though. Oh, I will because say. oh, it said because he had released his his song <laughs> "Lie Lie Lie," and fans thought that it was written in response to that song. Oh, so like they started hating on him then. But it probably was though, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know nothing about this about this dude. I mean, you can't let than... someone drop driver's license and not respond. But I hope the kid's okay. I hope he's doing. No, better. he's fine. He's out of the hospital now, but like, or just like still there, but fine. But I can't find his age. I was like, he looks really young, so I was like, how old is Olivia Rodrigo? I mean, like sixteen. Oh, twenty-one. He's twenty-one. What? Oh. Twenty-one with heart failure. Is this failure. legal? How old is she? She. I thought she was sixteen. Well, he is. He's twenty-one now, but was. I don't know. Six days after. I feel like she's a child. The now 21-year-old said that the breakup anthem driver... When did driver's license come out? What was that, last year? Two years ago? Honestly, the whole like last three years has been a blur, so I could not tell you if it was last year or like three years ago. Okay, she's 19. She just... Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. February 20th, 2003. Okay. So she turned 19 in February, so she probably maybe was but 18. But they are broken but, like, up, so he was younger, date? too. This still sounds sus to me, this timeline. It is kind of sus. You know what I'm saying? You know who else had a sus relationship that no one's talking about? I'm scared. Millie Bobby Brown. With Drake? No. (laughs) Well, Drake, I've been saying this about Drake. Drake's going to have his day in court. Um, No, it wasn't like, it was just, it was another one like this where the circumstances are kind of strange. So it was, um, she, Millie Bobby Brown was dating, living with this dude and and his family. He was oh, like, he was, the whole fam? she's what, 16 or 18? Well, she's 18 now, I think. I don't know. Um, I remember because everyone was being a creeper on her 18th birthday recently. 
Right. So she was like 16 at the time. This was like a while ago. And he, or 17, and he was like 19 or something like that. I don't know. And uh, people like were describing like how it was strange that someone mm-hmm. who had not been adult was living with this other guy. And, you know, I just chalk it up to at that level, when you're at that level of exposure, mm-hmm. you're kind of like the pool can't be. Like, just because you get to that level doesn't mean the, the people you meet are all great. They yeah. Didn't, they didn't all get there because they're great. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, the pool might be a little diluted. Yeah. It's it's tricky because I feel like being a child actor, like, people do, they're forced to grow up faster. Fast. But it's like, at the same point, like, biology is biology and, like, you're still, like, not fully developed like even like because oh, no. i try to think back like how i felt when i was in high school and i'm like i know everything i need to know at this point like i could totally get a house or an apartment right, right now like not go to college like i'd be fine but then honestly now i'm like bro i did not know shit yeah like and i thought i did that's the nah. thing that bothers me is i truly truly felt i did because you think it's you think you haven't figured out it's it's really bizarre. So that's the thing. I'm like, sometimes I get it. Well, I don't really get it with this. I feel like on his end, that's weird, but whatever. But I, I do think that they grow up fast. Do you ever hear about Drew Barrymore's like childhood? No. <gasps> I, I love oh. Drew Barrymore. What happened to her? Dude, she has a messed now. up childhood, I really? think. I think. I, well, okay, I'm like know? pretty certain. I'm so like, spill it. I don't know the exact details of it, but I know that there were stories of like her mom. What was that famous club in New York, Studio Fifty Four or something? Yeah, maybe. Her mom would like take her there when she was twelve or something like that. You gotta Google this because I remember like Drew Barrymore. I think was like drinking and on drugs like as a a young child or something. Now, none of this is verified yet, listeners, so take it with a grain of salt, okay. but we're fact-checking currently. Oh, my God. Wait a second. It's funny that you went from Olivia Rodrigo to Drew Barrymore. Cause in the is it an article? Of, yeah, because Drew Barrymore has a candid conversation with Olivia Rodrigo on the Drew Barrymore show. See, they're bonding. <laughs> but that's not what we're looking for. I also spelled it way wrong. No, yeah. Like, they... I know she had, like, messed up stuff. Like, I think... I'm try- I wish I remembered okay, let's more. Just... Oh, okay, this this is the article. If there's going to be one. This is coming from grunge.com. Oh, God. Um, by Leslie Valise, December 13th, 2021. I'm not going to read it, but I'll just try to find. Her father was an alcoholic, and her mother, Jade Barrymore, lacked parental responsibility. Jade was also her manager, starter in show business at 11 months old. See, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, divorced. Hmm. Oh, yeah, right here. You were right. Jade, this is a report. Jade took her young daughter out to party at Studio 54. That's coming from Distractifying, I guess. <laughs> Showbiz Cheat Sheet reports that. Showbiz Cheat Sheet. I'm going to have to click that later. Shows that uh, this exposed the young barrier more to drugs, alcohol, and a lifestyle that was meant for adults and not children. Which is true. Mm-hmm. You can't be adjacent to it. What are you going to do? Put her in the back room? It's just, mm-hmm. that's no way. I know on Studio 54, like, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta dabble, but maybe not at she that She later age. said her mother was her best friend and they did not have a parent-child dynamic. 
That's that's coming from a therapist right there. <laughs> Twelve, she had been to rehab. Thirteen was out of control. See, I knew it was something. I had heard about this. And she before. was institutionalized for eighteen months it's by horrible. her mom. It's really sad. That is sad. But I feel like she's like I feel like she's, she's a, good, place a good story. Yeah, like I feel like she's you know definitely in a better place now. She's got that show. She ate a sandwich on. One of the holidays this past year, I remember flipping the channel somewhere and like Drew Barrymore was outside eating this huge sandwich with a bunch of people on her show, on the talk oh show she, she does. Yeah. Was it like a holiday sandwich? Yeah, I don't know. It was like <laughs> a huge roast Turkey beef or sandwich. Something. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not exactly sure what the whole, what day it was. I remember it being a holiday and the sandwich there and Drew Barrymore and I was like, this is so odd. What's... That does sound memorable. But, um, well, maybe she... I, oh yeah, Olivia Rodrigo. I was like, I don't even know how we got on Drew Barrymore, <laughs> but um, childhood actors. <laughs> but Olivia or Drew Barrymore, I should say, she was, I mean, a good actress. She's awesome. Yeah, she so, really is. Fifty first dates. Fifty first dates. I'm trying to think. What are some other good ones? Um, e. T. But it, she was in E2, wasn't but she? But <laughs> a lot of the actors that have these kind of sorted pasts are like the ones that you're they're good, and you're like, oh, I'm not. Like you never really look into them because mm-hmm. you're like they're a good actor. They probably have it all figured out, money and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Robert Downey Jr. used to do heroin. Like that was oh. that's crazy when I learned that. I was like, what? it is crazy. But then yeah, you like learn about his story, and you're like, oh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I give people a lot of props that are able to you know, turn their lives around. Cause it's really not easy. And especially in that industry and that lifestyle. And like, they're probably around it constantly. Like imagine how much self-control it takes to yeah, it's like get out of that when you're in that environment. It's like self-control, but it's also like, I feel like sets can be very like structured. Yes. But they're high pressure. Yeah. So long like hours. People into like high pressure <laughs> situations. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, that's why during COVID you see all these like, um, I guess unions, they would be like mm-hmm. striking and like things are happening and like, you know, better pay, shorter hours, mm-hmm. things like that. But yeah, I mean, you're shooting something you need to get it done that day. 12, 15 hour days. That's what they were complaining about on the euphoria set. Oh. But like people are saying that that's not true, but complaints have come out of the set. It has to be true. Like, how can you film that show and not have you know long hours, right? Crazy stuff. Like there's sequences. I always see stuff and they're like, oh, filming that scene took like five days. I'm like, of yeah. literally shooting it or like shooting it all day. I think yeah. it was what was it? Um, did you see? Are we allowed to like? Yeah, give spoilers Spoiler on it. Okay, I mean, the season's <laughs> over. It's so popular. If but... you're not caught up by now, that's your own fault. But uh, I think what was it? That scene with um, Maddie and like Nate on the bed, like when he had the gun or whatever. Oh yeah. And it was like I remember seeing um, what's that actress's name in real life? Maddie Alexis something. something well, Maddie. Maddie. She <laughs> she. Uh, gave interviews and stuff and i think she was saying like that scene took like several days to film and it was like very traumatic to just be shooting like that all day for several days yeah i mean professional sets i can't even imagine because i don't work on them i'm sure someone who who could verify but they've you know scenes like that the lighting has to be right and like Mm -hmm. you take a whole day to set it up and maybe you just rehearse it Mm -hmm. and then you just 
film you're filming the rehearsals probably and then you go into filming it and how many takes it's gonna take and yeah you know the one report was saying like just like 15 to 18 hour days and it's like i don't know i get it the pressure is high yeah they were filming this whole uh last season on film Mm -hmm. it was pretty over the top in certain parts yeah i didn't know that yeah that's uh, awesome 35 millimeter kodachrome i think that's cool what i read well it looked nice exactly so like you have to it's expensive to do that yeah. though. so you have to make sure your shots are good i mean i'm not defending those that hours days i'm just saying it's easy for a director under high pressure or a cast and crew under high pressure to try to like mm-hmm. get it all in so that could certainly cause things and then it's the one rough. sydney sweeney which is maddie's mm-hmm. friend um why is her character's name escaping me right now? Cassie. Cassie. I was like, what is it? She was saying, or there, uh, someone said or reported that she was uncomfortable with certain scenes, like the level of nudity and mm-hmm. stuff. And she she came out and said, that's not true. Like, <laughs> like I was. She's like, I don't mind my titties being it out. Twisted, <laughs> it got twisted and turned. So like, I don't know. A set like that, Euphoria. Funny enough, Drake's an executive producer of a show about high schoolers abusing drugs and going, you know, all this other stuff. It's Degrassi well, 2.0. No, it's Drake being a weirdo. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting for his time. He, he, I know. Yeah, wait, I didn't connect those dots. Drake's a weirdo. That is sus. And he buys a lot of high school merch. What do you mean? Like he has multiple pieces of like, like if a high school comes <laughs> out with like a varsity mean? jacket that the people can buy like mm-hmm. the public can buy in that area they sell it to the players and the staff probably and like whoever wants wants them from the bookstore maybe drake will <laughs> drake will get it drake will buy it he'll get it and like be like i approve of this high school that is crazy and there's that video of drake bringing that one girl who on stage and she was 17 she said it into the mic and he still kissed her on stage on the lips yeah what okay this is where I'm trying to educate people. Bro, we got 30,000 witnesses right, I'm sorry right now. if you're a Drake fan. Anybody who's oh, listening and I you. I was just listening to him yesterday. You can still bad. be a fan because I'm not going to. Here's what Here's what the crazy part is. There has been no allegations against Drake. This is this is conspiracy only. But but there is a, a background internet joke. Like it's a background joke. What I mean is maybe like something Drake, an announcement comes across. Drake's releasing this or Drake to this, Drake to that. Like the usual Drake media stuff. Maybe in the comments, someone will like post a meme about the cops busting Drake's door down or something like that. <laughs> so it's like people, this is not a new thing, but mm-hmm. it's like a background conversation being had on the internet. And yeah, Drake Drake could have a day in courts someday, maybe. He's got these like little trail of breadcrumbs that people are trying to string together. That is but crazy. But he so, he's at the top of the game because he makes music that everybody mm-hmm. likes. So, you know. I feel like though... I will say. I'm not saying Drake did anything yeah. sus. He has officially no allegations against him. Nothing like that. I'm just saying. It's like, just, it's funny. It's kind of like a joke. I will say, I feel like, you know, I do love Drake. Well, now after this conversation, I'll think about it. Still. No, I but, mean, like, do your own research, but, come to your own conclusion. I, but just like based off the music, I feel like, you know, he was just dropping hit after hit. Because even when I was listening to him the other day, I was just scrolling through and I was like, I can't believe how many of these songs were just like huge songs. Like, that's insane to me that someone could have. So it's like Lil Wayne or something. I'm like, how could you have this many huge songs and features and whatever? 
But like, I will say, I just feel like he's starting to like everything's starting to sound the same. Oh, like I feel music, like it gets to a point sure. where like it's getting a little like Migos or something. Like yeah. everything's just sounding the same to me nowadays. Yeah. But he did definitely have some good hits in the past. He um, think about this. Think about this. Drake really was like the most important to people. Well, I don't know about you, but the, to me. Mm-hmm. When I was in like eighth grade, that was like dances, major. Then like a Drake song would come on, the pizza would be here, the DJ would be DJ like, Perez, yo yo Mr. yo, Perez. the pizza is here. <laughs> you'd be like, nice. Drake would come on, you'd be having the time of your life. Do a little stinky leg afterwards. Right, right. The hokey pokey would come on because he would like to keep things, you know, fresh. Water, water set. But <laughs> by the time I got to sophomore year junior year in high school it's like who even is drake why am mm-hmm. i spending time why is he spending time on my headphones like yeah uh scorpion right two a side b side are you mm-hmm. kidding me are you kidding me it wasn't an <laughs> album it was like a two-hour movie like mm-hmm. where, where this uh, the whole scene was the same scene like get out of here like yeah his music's taking a dip for sure people talk about drake for like six days after a release now and then it's mm-hmm. over like anything will take his spot. That's the thing. I don't even like his newest albums. I honestly have not listened to any of them all the way through. I usually give him a listen um, and pull like a couple songs if I like them. But mm-hmm. I I got to be honest with you. I really don't just Drake isn't on my rotation in months. He mm-hmm. did have a lyric about Damon. And oh, I Buffalo. did see that. Um, I don't know if it's just because he's trying to grasp onto oh, yeah. some kind of relevancy what do you say like, he shops at the outlet malls or something something he was like <laughs> shout out buffalo for always ducking low or something like that oh yeah i went to his concert i can't remember if it was in a song but i know for sure i went to one of his concerts once and he like you know it was one of those things where like the band's playing music and he's just kind of like talking right. kind of like freestyling a little bit just saying stuff getting the crowd nice and rowdy and I just remember so vividly, like, him saying something about, um, I used to shop at the outlet malls. <laughs> I was like, bro, me too. That's crazy. <laughs> I was like, Drake and I shop at the same stores. But that was, like, more towards his prime, you know. His so prime. it was really exciting in the moment. Just, yeah, you know, um, now that the pandemic's kind of cooling down, he well, he does have a lawsuit with Travis, but... Um, what's going on with them no they're they're being sued like he's part of the oh, astral world thing all right his name's on the paperwork that's not good i hope they all have to go appear in court so we get a court video the court videos with celebrities are always good speaking of travis scott uh what is going on with this baby's name did you see that they're changing they're the baby's changing name. name well first of all i want i want this as a matter of record there is a grace period for oh. changing your child's name. So we'll in, forgive I don't them. know if it's different state <laughs> to state, but I'm pretty sure there's a grace period. Mm-hmm. I think any time within the first year of life, really? maybe it's six That's months. That's a long time. I'd give them like a week. Like you have a yeah, week I mean, to come up with this baby's name, name. But if they could just, they could publicly <laughs> change it, mm-hmm. right? Like I guess like funds being set up in his name or like whatever they're doing for him or like his public persona. Dude, they can do whatever they want. Right. So it's not, <laughs> it's not Wolf anymore, right? No. 
it's did they announce it yet oh but, oh they didn't announce it i was asking I don't you know. like i have no idea all i know she posts it was hysterical because i saw it on twitter and it was a screenshot of her story and it was like fyi our baby's name isn't wolf anymore and i thought it was a joke at first like right. i thought someone faked it right and then um I went to her Instagram and the story was still up and I was like, oh my God, she really said that like FYI. But um, I have, I have a theory. I think we should take bets on what the baby's name is going to be. Well, the Kardashians, which I haven't been exposed to them in a while because I haven't like lived with all my siblings Mm -hmm. because my sisters usually had it on, which is my exposure to it. I know the one Courtney and Scott's son is Mason. They have like a couple kids. They right. got okay. Penelope Mason. Penelope. Yeah, give me some Who of the names. Because like, then I can Rain? try to predict. Is Rain? Rain? I think Rain, like R-E-I-G-N. But you pronounce it like Rain. Rain? I don't know. I don't know how else to pronounce Rain. Yeah, I guess Rain. Like Rain Supreme, I guess. Rain I'm trying Disney. to think. Uh, oh, God. What else do they have? I want to say they have another kid, but I don't know. But uh, Okay, so the name's going to be bizarre still. <laughs> Travis Scott and Kylie. They already have Stormy. Right. I was thinking like Cloud or something. But here's my guess. I am like, and I'm feeling honestly like really confident about this guess. Because this was the theory of what the baby's name was when she first gave birth. Really? So I think they're going to change it to Angel. Because... Like when the baby was born, I guess it was born on two two twenty two, and so that's like Kylie's angel number. She says so right. she was like freaking out Double and everything, number. and everybody was commenting like Chris and like you know other celebrities that like are close to the family mm. were all commenting on her Instagram posts like sweet little angel, angel baby, like this and that, and so everyone was speculating at first. Oh, the baby's name is Angel. And um, so then they said it's Wolf. And I was like, oh, that's I still think that's a cool name. Okay, like, yeah, I'd, sure. I'd keep it. Right. But Wolf Webster. But um, no, I'm convinced that she's going to change it to Angel. She took the last name Webster? I think so. I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, Stormy Webster. Wolf okay. Webster, I think. Like, that's not Kylie's last name. But I think no. that's the kid's last name. What? Because that's Travis Scott's last name. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes right? sense. I, well, I, I don't know. Like, I guess I don't know how. They, honestly, you're giving me the most information here. I like, think I think that's all. I correct. had blocked out Stormy until you said her name. I was like, oh, that's right. There's a first one. So Stormy's Stormy, so cute. And what is your? Okay, so some some celebrities don't like their babies on photos at all. Yeah. For like years. Mm-hmm. But not 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 Stormy. What is, no. What would you? What is that like? What do you? What does you take on that? Because like I know like it's a publicity mm-hmm. thing. It's like I don't want my kid's image early. You know I don't. Yeah. I want you know my images of my kid, not everybody to have them. It is. But they just dove right in. It's tricky. I feel like honestly, I feel like only certain celebrities can kind of pull that off. Like celebrities with like a good team, like a driver, yeah. like a good driver. Like, cause that's the thing, honestly. And I just feel like the Kardashians are like too big to the point where they're just not going to have it's any impossible. privacy. Yeah. Like I feel like they have no choice. So like 
you know, why not make the most of it, make a brand out of it? You know, yeah. Stormy picks out some because Kylie does, you know, her Kylie cosmetics or whatever. Right. And she like lets Stormy pick out like Stormy has a palette that she mm. did, like an eyeshadow palette and like helped pick out colors and Just stuff. Crazy. And I'm just like, that's crazy to me. But um, yeah, so I think certain celebrities like, you know, you might not know who their kids are anyway right. or care. Plus, like, their education process is way more. They go to schools with, like, other families that are, like, affluent. Yeah. So, like, their education process is probably way different than anything I can imagine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's probably going to be an article somebody like, inside the super elite schools. Like, oh, my yeah, God. I'm sure there is somewhere. That would be crazy. I, um... This is, I just saw this in my text the other day. This is a complete side note, but I think this is interesting. Okay, I'm for it. So, like, I um, had done a semester abroad, like, while I was in college. And, like, years later, all of a sudden, we saw this newspaper article. And remember, like, you know, with everyone talking about Donald Trump, there was something about, like, his daughter, Tiffany Trump, that is, like... maybe. She's like, I don't know what the deal is. I think she's kind of like the black sheep of the family. Like, they don't, I don't know. Like, he, he's not, not the one that is like not, writing a book about him. That was like his it? aunt or something. I don't know. Or his, maybe it is the same. All person. I know, it's like Tiffany a Trump. daughter that he has. And I didn't even know that she existed yeah, until this know. like news article. And it was talking about, I think she was like getting engaged or something. And all of a sudden, um, my friend was reading it who was abroad the same semester uh, as me at the same school. And he was like, dude, this like Tiffany Trump's fiance went to school with us in, in London. And I was like, what are you talking about? And we're looking at the article and he was at the same school as oh, us man. at the same time. And I was like, which, you know, I'm not I don't fuck with the Trumps at all. But like, I was just like oh my god like that's kind of crazy you yeah. know what i mean like this, is weird. this stuff's all going on behind the scenes and we just had no idea any of that was even happening at the time like i've probably sat in the cafeteria well he probably did not sit in the cafeteria no. I <laughs> but i probably sat in the quad in between classes at some point because it wasn't like a huge school so like you did see like a lot of the people there most of the time yeah i mean i don't know if you're how, how public of a figure is he really? Like, was he like, I don't did know. He, That's the would thing. he have like, if, if like the media saw him downtown, would they be like, yo, like get an interview, talk to this guy, like, That's put a camera I, on him. I have no idea, but I will say a lot of the kids, this school. Like, did he party with everybody? I, I would guess so. I would guess so too. He probably, I would guess like, so. handed out NDAs. The thing is though, like there were a lot of kids that were like that at this school. This school was the craziest experience, like one of the craziest experience I've ever had. Yes. But like the school that we were at specifically, like it was ridiculous. It was like, um, so we went there because like through my college, like they had a partnership, whatever. And so it was easy to go there. But like once you got there, I think like 80 or 90 percent of the school was international students. So like everybody was from other countries there. And like it was the richest kids I have ever met in my entire life. Like they (laughs) 
they looked down on us like we were like peasants. That's crazy. It was insane. Like you would be in class. People would have fur coats on like full length fur coats. People would have their bags on the desk. I remember the teachers would get pissed off because mm-hmm. all the girls put their purses on the desk. They're like, I'm not putting my Birkin on the ground. Like, you know what I mean? That's like, crazy. And they did whatever they wanted. And it the way that class was set up to it was like you didn't um, have like homework or anything. Like your only grades were really like tests. Like you had homework, but it yeah. didn't count towards your grade. And... um there were so many of these rich kids that I literally only saw like the last day of school for the test. And they were like asking me for help or whatever. And I'm like, bro, I don't even know the answers either. And I've been here the entire semester. Like, I don't know what to tell you. But um, no, the people were nuts. Like I had never seen money like that in my life. Yeah. Was there like a lot of campus activity or did they all like go somewhere? It was, no, the it was crazy. The whole environment too, like even at the school, they had a bar at the school. Oh. And because the drinking age is lower and stuff there, it's right. like everyone, basically if you're in college, you can drink. Yeah. So like they had a bar at the school. They had events all the time. All the events had drinks and bartenders and whatever. Like they had... um my friend and I won a beer pong tournament there wow. once. Like the school hosted a beer pong tournament. That's crazy. And it was it was awesome. But like, yeah, no, these people, um, somebody invited me once. I couldn't go, but somebody invited me once to like their vacation home in Barcelona. What? Like it was very like casual too. Like she's like, I'm going to Barcelona for the weekend. Like you want to come along? I'm like. What is this? Yeah, you know, bizarre. They all had homes everywhere. They had Rolexes on. It was the most intimidating thing so I had ever experienced. You were inside the elite school. Yeah. It That's was crazy. really scary. It but took like the whole semester though for them to warm up to us. Really? Like it was not a friendly crowd in the beginning whatsoever. But if you would like had a style or a way of going about yourself that they mm-hmm. liked or wanted to steal, then they would probably you know, if you have stuff, they mm-hmm. perceive you as having something that they want, you know. Yeah. Once, like, once you kind of got in some group projects with people, I feel yeah. like you kind of connected more just like as normal individuals. But no, it it was just insane. It really, and the school too would do things like uh, for Halloween, like they rented out a club. And this Shut club up. was like the craziest club I've ever been in. Like people were... Like, there were girls topless, like, on, like, everyone was dressed up for Halloween. It was, like, a freak show theme. That's crazy. So they had, like, topless girls everywhere, like, all painted and crazy, like, you know, bottle service everywhere. Like, it was just the they most. They brought this to the campus? This was, they rented a club in, like, uh, I think it was, like, around Soho or something in London. The college itself did. But, yeah, no, it was, like, college, like, because it was Regents University, and, like, Regents University literally bought out this club for the night for so the, someone a school Someone made a budgetary Halloween party. decision to do this. Yeah. That's crazy. It was insane. It was really just the most odd thing. But I think the funniest thing that had ever happened was I made uh we were doing group projects one time and we had to like talk about somebody and I was talking about Elon Musk and nice. um and like Teslas. Oh, because everyone there were a million Teslas in London and I was like Really? 
at the time, like, because this was years ago, and, like, at the time, I had only ever seen, like, maybe two Teslas, like, in real life. Because yeah. not a ton of people have. Like, I see Definitely them more not. now You'll in Buffalo. you see more and more of them, yeah. Yeah, but, like, nobody really had them yet. And so I mentioned that when I was talking about him. And I was said something along the lines of, yeah, like, back home, you know, I've never really seen a ton of Teslas before. I've only maybe seen a handful. And here I've seen so many, blah, blah, blah. And I will never forget, I got finished presenting and my teacher said, I just wanted to thank you for sharing that with us that, you know, you haven't really seen a lot of Teslas in your hometown and everything. And like, and I was like, guys, I don't mean anything by this. Like, yeah. I just mean it. Like, I live in Buffalo. Like, right. there's snow. They're not even practical. Jesus. And, and they just were so like worried for me that i came from a place where of there were like, not teslas holy everywhere. cow and that's when i knew i was like and this is coming from the teacher and so i was like these people are just and accustomed those, to something different than people, we are you know britain i should say england but britain the uk has had a lot of strife political strife mm-hmm. with the brexit and all this other stuff a lot of and you gotta wonder there. like those are the kids that are growing up to take in to move into those positions, right? Mm-hmm. The parents are, their parents' friends are, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're the next ones up. You gotta wonder, <laughs> you know. You gotta wonder. It's crazy. That's so funny. They had, oh. they felt bad for you. I know. That's crazy. Oh hi, kitty. I mean, they experience uh-huh. rain hi. and snow. You would think like Teslas right? would also not be great when it's snowing, but you know, some of them do okay. It was bizarre. It really was. But now this has me thinking about Elon Musk, though. So I'm going to ask you, what is your take on on Elon Musk and everything that he's doing? Okay, so I'll try to, like, keep this small. I, <laughs> I don't have necessarily a personal take on him. Like, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about how he operates in the real world on a personal level. I know, like, his background's shady. His, parent, his parents' background is shady, where, like, they mm-hmm. got a bunch of money from Emerald Mines and mm-hmm. continue to do so. And honestly, look, he's a tech god, so he's going to be there no matter what. Mm-hmm. A lot of people view him as, like, the dude that's going to save humanity. And that's yeah. probably how he views himself. Mm-hmm. I don't view him that way. I just view him as a dude who has a lot of money and he gets to do what he wants with that money. And mm-hmm. in 2022, it looks like space mm-hmm. and brain implants here's what i don't like <laughs> tesla i like the idea of electric vehicles and t- electric cars that's all fine mm-hmm. but like cu- like the united states is such a car country mm-hmm. okay let's just take our city of buffalo if you don't have a car it's very inconvenient mm-hmm. we have a subway that goes nowhere mm-hmm. it go- doesn't go anywhere no and it's a straight line downtown and back. I'm sorry. It was the cat bothering you. Or she didn't cause it. She's All right. good. She's chilling. So like, and like the way the 33 or like, and if you want to go anywhere, it's car. Car is always mm-hmm. through ways and skyways and everything. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's pros and cons. But what, it, what he's doing, like he's trying to build this underground network of tunnels that you mm-hmm. can drive high speeds on like our Autobahn. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, this pilot program running in Las Vegas. Why would you spend all of this money on, like, this 
roadway for your Teslas that you're also selling. Mm-hmm. When we should really be getting like a high speed rail system mm-hmm. or like more public transportation or yeah, like public use transportation. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, don't, don't bother her. Um, I'm dead. So it, he's a capitalist, just like the, you know, he's making money, mm-hmm. I guess. Like things like that. Those decisions like really mind boggle me. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think he has done anything in my head that I'm like canceling Elon Musk, but I don't know. I, you know, yeah, I bought into his, uh, <laughs> his purported Dogecoin when he was like, I got it. Doge. Are you still in? Yeah. Yeah. So Dude, I'm riding it to the moon. No, I stop really it. am. <laughs> no, I don't care. Listen. I am. Listen. Listen. I'm buying more. No. Stop. I'm going to hop on right now and buy more. No. No. How? Okay. You don't have to tell me how early you got in. Not early. <laughs> here's the thing. Do I think Dogecoin is going to hit a dollar? You know what? I do. I do think it's going to hit the dollar. This mm-hmm. is what everybody wants. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. There's no way it's a long term, right? Like Elon Musk talks about it being like the people's currency. It's like use it, use it. Like it's gonna be the thing that people use. Like mm-hmm. besides Bitcoin, I don't know, man. It's kind of a joke coin. I don't know. I I I don't. Know. It has I just think stranger things have happened. No, I don't. <laughs> I think it'll have its day. Like I think it'll have its maybe even a week, but mm-hmm. where it'll be like a good price. But it's you just like be careful. Mm-hmm. I'll tell anybody that. Be careful. I'm in it, but be careful, you know. Have a plan. I keep pushing back the day that I'm going to take all of it out. I've taken some of it out before mm-hmm. because I got in decently early. So, like, I've, I've always been in profit, like, mm-hmm. even through, through all of this. But um, I don't know, you know. It's just one of those things where I could wake up, it could be zero. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not worried about that with Bitcoin. I really don't think there will be a day I'll wake up and Bitcoin will be back down to zero. But there's like a pretty good chance. We're, there's a pretty good possibility that those coins mm-hmm. go to zero. I'm a little salty with Elon right now just because almost exactly a year ago. This is why, because it just recently came up in my Snapchat memories. But like, he so you know how they've been doing those like civilian missions to the moon with spacex yeah or not to the moon to like there was one that orbited the earth and whatever um i applied for one of those shut up i filled out the full i wrote i spent four hours writing an essay that's time literally and it was all this stuff you had to submit pictures of yourself you had to submit all this info and um it was for this Dear Moon mission. So it was like sponsored by this um, or like funded by this Japanese billionaire. And it was through SpaceX. And it was so they did the one that like is uh, civilians orbiting the Earth. And so this mission was civilians orbiting the moon. And they wanted people with like different skill sets from around the world yeah. to kind of make something creative out of it. So like they wanted artists or they wanted um, musicians or like, right. you know, creative people that would like make something cool out of this trip. And I was so like, you know, when you do something and you're like, oh, it's probably like you apply to a job or whatever. You're like, oh, I'm probably not going to get it. But yeah. like, I'll submit it anyway. I don't know what it was, but I full heartedly felt 
that like I was getting picked for this mission. I started trying to teach myself Japanese. I started, dude. That's dedication. I was doing like two hours of Duolingo a day of Japanese because I thought I was going to get picked for this mission. And did they even send you a a response? I got to like the second round or something. Nice. But like the first round is like nothing because it's just like honestly submitting stuff in by time, like in a certain amount of time and then whatever. But like, no, so I did not get picked and I was so sad. But I think I'm going to go to the launch because I saw there was a Facebook group. It was like a whole community really? of people. There was a face, a pretty is big the launch Facebook in Japan? group. Japan? No, it's at, in Florida. Oh, okay. Right. At that, SpaceX. what is it, Cape Canaveral right, or Cape something? Canaveral. Um, so, yeah, there was this whole group on Facebook of people that had applied to this Dear Moon mission. And it kind of became like a little family. Like I never posted anything in there, but I liked reading people's yeah. posts. And it was so cute because like when people got picked, everyone was like, I still support you. I'm still going to go to the launch to like, you know, show support, whatever. Right. And I'm like, I feel that's just one of my bucket list items. Like I love space. I love the moon. I would love to. I love NASA. Like I've been to Cape Canaveral before to that NASA museum and everything. Oh, okay. And so I I really want to see like a rocket launch. I feel like I mean, that's a big bucket list that's, item. You don't even that's need a passport. Thing. I think it's like, is it 2022 or 2023? He, I think it's in 2023. He's doing a lot. Of, I mean, yeah, go for it. I would say go watch the launch. I mean, right? Florida's going to another state that's going to be underwater soon. So like just. Might as well live it up go now. Go down there while you can. <laughs> I mean. I'll be back in a year with like an update of how the launch goes. <laughs> I'm sure I'll see the social media buzz mm-hmm. for sure about it. Um, this is a good time, I think, as any, to bring us into our closing segments. Yeah, wind it down. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for anybody new that's listening to this podcast, two segments at the end, saltiest of the week and community tries. Uh, saltiest of the week is who each individual on the podcast perceives as being salty that week, angry in some way. Community tries is our recommendations. Uh, we don't have to do them in any order. Do you? Which one do you want to do first? Your recommendation or or? Let's see. Because I can, because you know, I have those as well, so I can throw my recommendation out or my saltiest. Which one are you ready for? First? Um, I want to hear your salty first. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Well, we talked about a saltiest before the mm-hmm. thing, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna put keep that aside in case that's yours. Okay. No, I think I've switched it. So okay, so I'll if you, I was gonna say right, if I'll you want to take it, take it yeah, away. Yeah, I'll just say I guess we were talking a little bit about Doja Cat. I, we read that brief brief article. Um, she had like gone on this Twitter like explosion about the music industry, but not really. She was just saying like I don't know what the exact quote was, but she's saying that she's done. She's done with music. Like f this, f that, and. Uh, I guess I guess part of this is because she apologized for a subpar show in Brazil is what the article is saying. And like a minority of people online, which is just like every story these days, um, like didn't accept the apology and she was feeling this kind of pressure from it. And she just was like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. So people are saying that she's done. Other people saying it's already been recanted, maybe. I don't know. Doja Cat, pretty salty. Salty at the industry. <laughs> salty at her fans. She, honestly, she has, like, one of the most successful albums. Um, 
and it's a good album and I can see that at this point of being and her career being high pressure. So, mm-hmm. but that's 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 salty. The other my other that was kind of short. My other salty is was the gas prices. <laughs> I'm already gonna have to pay for my car, but on top of that, got gas at four dollars a gallon, five dollars a gallon. But but go on. What's do you have a what's your saltiest? Let's see. My salty. Okay, so I forgot that I had seen this on Snapchat before I got over here, and. This is so random to me because I totally forgot like this person, not that they existed, but like I just haven't thought about them in a long time, but it showed up on Snapchat. Hayden Panettiere. Oh, yeah. Was in a big like fist fight brawl with her boyfriend. So that girl is salty. No, like they were throwing down. It was like a dog pile of people. Oh, there was more people. It was like they were fighting like a group of people. Like her I, and her boyfriend on the same team? Yeah. Were I think fighting so. off a group of people? It was like a whole thing. I couldn't tell what was happening in the video, but all I know is like, I think it was more her, because I think, I don't know what the deal with her boyfriend is. Like, I know he's gone to jail or something. So he's he's been arrested for stuff before. Like, factions. not good things. Like, I think like, you know, domestic abuse, like things okay. that are not pretty. Like, not you know, certain things. things people can go to jail for. And, you know, I believe in... People can change and get better. But he was going to jail for, like, not great things. But, um, yeah. And so I feel like he's just kind of a hothead. And so they got in some sort of fight with, like, people on the street or something. And just everyone started throwing down. That's crazy. It was crazy. And I was like. Was she, like, like, hospitalized or did she, like, kick the shit out of everybody? I don't know. She seemed, like, pretty. Like, she didn't care. She was yelling. She was, like, chasing people down. It was a weird I can't video. I can tell you the last thing she was in or what I remember. Right. From. I remember her like, being bring in it on. game day. A bring it on. <laughs> that was like probably the last. Oh, I don't want to say the last good thing, but that's probably the last thing I watched her in. And now she's getting in fights with people. Yeah. In public. That's it was crazy. crazy. I recommend watching the video. Oh, I'm going to watch the video <laughs> probably like right after you leave, like literally right <laughs> as I'm dozing off to sleep. Um, we can move into the tries. Okay. Okay, so here's my recommendation. Well, okay. actually, actually, I went first for Salty. Do you have a recommendation? Okay, so this is my recommendation, but I have never tried it. That's okay. But I think it's very interesting, and I would like to learn more about it and potentially one day try it, or I think it should become a more normalized thing. But ayahuasca. Oh, do you know about this? I'm sure yeah. you do. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, I know about many things. But yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with ayahuasca. I even watched that one. Uh, there's this documentary called Kentucky Ayahuasca. <gasps> I love that man. The guy that went to jail and he does it with his wife. Yeah, in that house. Yes. And he like, brings people in. They're I have, amazing. I have some perspective on mm-hmm. that. It's not, but yes, they're, they're, the documentary was well put, to, what, put together for mm-hmm. what it showed. But you go on. T- talk to me about what you what you know. What you, what you know I about don't it. know. I just think it's fascinating. Like I like things too that are more natural. You know what I mean? It, like come from the earth, right? Right. Because I feel like, I mean, you can get poisoned by a lot of things on sure. earth. But like, I just feel like I like earthy ingredients more than like chemicals or whatever. So maybe for those who don't know, more for those who do. I don't know. Um, ayahuasca is like a plant that grows in tropical climates that is ayahuasca itself 
Well, I, I'm pretty sure ayahuasca is actually the name of the drink from this plant. Mm-hmm. But the plant ayahuasca is like a root. Mm-hmm. And they make a tea with it. Or a, it's not, I guess it's like a tea. It's like a cider. I don't yeah, know. It's it's something. Tea, they say tea, it tastes nasty. Yeah, tea you think, oh, just pour hot water on it. Mm-hmm. This is more of like, he had like this whole pot going. Mm-hmm. This whole like to make it. Whatever. And people drink it and it's a psychedelic. So it's like a plant that induces like a certain state of mind. And the drug or the molecule that is responsible for this trip is dimethyltryptamine or dmt so that's Mm -hmm. what it is and but yeah so i mean what are you what got you interested in it i honestly i don't even i watch a lot of like vice documentaries and stuff i think it was just one time like one late night youtube rabbit hole took me there and i learned what it was but like once you start watching videos about it it's like it just seems like they always say like it does years worth of therapy in a small amount of time which i don't always think anything's like a quick fix you know but i do think like a lot of ptsd people do it veterans do it you know i and i just feel like if it's something earthy and it can help people get through this and whatever, I think why not give it a try? And so some places are starting like they're starting to get some retreat centers mm-hmm. in the U.S. There's a lot of places and, you know, tropical climates you can go or yeah. like in the Amazon you can go and do it. But um, it's starting to pick up, I feel like, a little bit in the U.S. So, and I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see where it goes moving forward. Um drug exemptions for retreats and religions and some medical studies have been picking up for sure Mm -hmm. what you said about the ptsd and people take it yeah so there is like a pretty storied history about people using psychedelic drugs both man-made or natural to Mm -hmm. help Mm -hmm. and so mdma is one that's been in the news a lot for being good for vets um dmt and ayahuasca first of all in like the drug form like if you were to just do the dmt mm-hmm. that's like 20 minutes right that's like a 20 minute thing ayahuasca is like hours yeah so that is also why like if you drink it it's just it's hours mm-hmm. um some people can get sick just from the drink combination like even if there wasn't a psychedelic in it just the the, the, the drink itself can make people sick that's why like it's really a whole thing like you have to fast essentially mm-hmm. just or like just eat like you know like fruits and vegetables like raw foods and like that's what they suggest and you know you don't want to you have to be kind of see no here's here's my qualms with kentucky ayahuasca like no one really is ready like they weren't ready for that they were using kind of like baptism by fire like they didn't mm-hmm. get them ready for the trip and honestly in most research on psychedelic drugs that came out like when they were doing it nilly willy in like the 70s <laughs> They say it's very context dependent. And mm-hmm. I, I agree with that probably for the most part, except for ayahuasca and DMT, because people really can go to a whole nother thing. What, yeah. I, what I would suggest not doing is don't listen to too many trip reports. Yeah. I feel like it's very different for every individual. It, I would say it probably is. Um, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And I would also say that if you're trying to get out, get some kind of healing 
potential out of something like this. They say it really is coming from within. And you don't want too much influencing mm-hmm. influencing that. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. I've met people who have done various forms of either ayahuasca or DMT with mm-hmm. with some other combination plant that they plant medicine that alters the effects of the DMT and makes it last longer, makes it more intense, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, and they have described it in all sorts of different ways, but as being just like as good as they say it is in terms mm-hmm. of that benefit. Um, and the science is always disagreeing on this, but papers will come out that say doing X, Y, and Z, you know, shows improvement in symptoms, anxiety, depression, blah, 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 for f- up to 14 months after just like one dose. Mm-hmm. Then a paper will come out that says that's all, that's all nonsense. Mm-hmm. That was all like uh, factors that affected the study, blah, blah, blah. So until more research is done, we'll never know. But it's a very taboo thing. And once you kind of find, find, like I've met these people that, had done it and done it you know more than once mm-hmm. like once once i met them it's like oh i would probably know how to go about finding it anywhere i was because mm-hmm. like now i kind of understand where and what to look for and people you know might say it's like oh just look for the hippies the stereotypes mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily true because for a lot of this particular because like in the states it's not people aren't getting it in ayahuasca form like yes mm-hmm. kentucky ayahuasca some people are making it at home they're getting it in like the drug form dmt or yeah something else so there are chemists making it or chemists synthesizing it so it's like a smart smart people are behind it people mm-hmm. with chemistry knowledge um also like the number of celebrities that have done it is very oh very long megan fox and machine gun kelly megan fox machine gun kelly <laughs> kanye west had done it yeah so it's a very interesting thing mm-hmm. um would you would you be somebody who went on like a drug tourism like went to the amazon and did it or would you like go to more like kentucky ayahuasca and do it I don't know. I think about that all the time because I do feel like it's something that it's kind of one of those weird bucket list items where I would like to go on one of these retreats just to like experience it. And I feel like, you know, you're in the Amazon. It's a nice, authentic like situation. But I also just like, I don't know. I get like nervous about you never know how you're going to react or anything. And if you're in because I'm like, I'd be scared to sleep overnight in the Amazon, probably period. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, is that going to tweak me out? Like, well, stuff's happening. But also, I don't know if Kentucky's much better. (laughs) Right. Like Kentucky, they speak your language. It still might be scared. My friend, he um, did. He's in dentist school what do you call it dentistry school dentist school Dent, dent something dent institute <laughs> dental yeah i guess so dentist but uh school whatever teeth, it is teeth place he's making big moves but he um hi kitty um he did a summer in peru and was like doing dentist work down there and at one point they went to the amazon and he met a bunch of these people that had done ayahuasca mm. and they had the coolest story about the one guy had was telling him he did it and he uh 
was like sitting under a tree or something and leaves mm. were falling off the tree and leaves were on the ground. And he said in every leaf, he saw a different memory from his life. That's crazy. And I was like, that is so wild. So I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I would want that authentic experience. But I, I would say that there's nothing wrong with doing it in the Amazon. But mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of the stuff like that you're talking about, those natural drugs, very powerful that appear in nature. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, especially with like user reports, um, being in nature is helpful. Like him being in yeah. that tree is probably helpful. So even if you were just like hammocking in your backyard or something, you know, it probably would be a good time. That's the thing. I Safe feel like time. it'd be a cool environment. Maybe I wouldn't. Because I also wonder too, like if you're scared about, you know, bugs or animals or whatever. If you're in the state where like bugs you're just. animals. I'm scared of human beings. You're at a retreat with people no, you don't know. I'm scared like... of like centipedes. That's literally. Yeah. I'm like scared I would be tripping and there'd just be centipedes crawling everywhere. Right. Or like you like. Like, like your ankle swiped up against something and then like yeah. nine months later your doctor's like were you walking barefoot in the amazon exactly recently? like, like so those are the things worm. that would make me nervous but then i wonder if it gets you kind of to a point where you're so just like in touch with the earth like you know what i mean i kind of wonder would you just get to a point where that stuff doesn't even bother you like i'd be like oh my god that centipede has a life and it's beautiful like yeah it- i don't know I feel bad when I kill bugs. So, so I feel like it wouldn't take me much more to get to that point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing about, like, Kentucky Alaska, like, that documentary, like, those people drank that, and they were very functional, right? Like, mm-hmm. they, like one dude was walking around. And yeah. Spenny got, he's like, I'll scream at the moon, he screamed at the moon. The one guy, I've seen that, Okay, yeah. so that's all fine and good. And he said he brewed it weaker, blah, blah, blah. And it was a more of an emotional trip, it seemed like, because they were walking around. They were... When people do, like, the concentrated form, like DMT, to get to that ayahuasca point, right, and have a shorter amount of time, mm-hmm. they're out. Not, like, unconscious, but they're just, they're chilling. Like, mm-hmm. they're in their own thing. So, it really begs the question of, like, how potent that is. Plus, there is no, there is absolutely, this is my only other criticism, there is absolutely <laughs> no, no therapeutic what's the word i'm looking for uh protocol being done like what they're doing just like you're basically consenting to be drugged and like they're bringing up trying to Mm -hmm. dig into and bring up your your trauma or whatever Mm -hmm. they're dealing with that that really could not there could be times where that really doesn't go well yeah inside that context anything that happens inside the trip should probably just be natural and they shouldn't just be like you know, keep talking about, you know, what somebody did or you mm-hmm. did or something like I that. I know. I feel like you'd kind of work it out within yourself like anyway. The, I feel like the therapeutic benefit is going to come from like, oh, I've been in therapy for six months and like I'm someone who is classified as like treatment resistant. So like they recommend I consent to do whatever X drug ketamine or whatever mm-hmm. these days, ketamine, MDMA, whatever. Um, Cause then like you could, you've already made this kind of mental progress. It's not just like, take this drug. Now let's talk about your drama. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's not a good context to be in. Yeah, I agree. But like in the Amazon, they just give it to you. you know? <laughs> I've seen videos. That's the thing. I feel like you just sit and chill. Right. You just chill. Around. Yeah. But I've seen videos of um, the dude who they blow that like thing down the tube, like that dart <gasps> and, or like into you, like that I've seen toad that. venom and stuff. That's like, Ooh. that is also DMT is the same thing as that plant. It's like a potent form of That's it. That's terrifying. And uh, some people will order that 
toad venom online and smoke it, which do not do this. Um, oh God. And like, you'll, you'll hear like, don't do that. It's like, you can't breathe. Like people talk about doing this toad venom. Like I think Mike Tyson did toad venom. He was talking about it. You're basically inhaling a poison. So like, that's not the way to do it. That's why like the chemists make it now. So you mm-hmm. can do it safer. Um, but yeah, that was a good, that was a good try. So I'll, uh, this that's the first time anybody has said that on this. Really? Although we've talked about DMD before in here on other psychedelics. It's such a fascinating topic. I was hoping, uh, I wasn't sure if you guys had ever talked about it. Or no, not we before. did. I mean, episode 50, the fun guys episode. You should mm-hmm. listen to that one. <laughs> um, what is your try? My tries way more DTE down to earth here. Mm-hmm. I watched a movie recently. Okay. That had been getting a lot of buzz internationally. Okay. Um, but it is one of the contenders this year for the Oscars uh, best foreign picture mm-hmm. or foreign film. And honestly, I was, this could definitely have been a parasite situation where they could have snuck in for best picture, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because, side note, Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Is in Best Picture. Did you see that? I did. Okay, same. The I buffalo did. is crazy in there. Like it is really when he cool. was walking outside of City Hall. Mm-hmm. I literally that was my suspension of disbelief is gone. I'm like, oh my god, we're in Buffalo right now. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. But, it was uh, really cool. Yeah, it was so cool. But and Buffalo was actually where they were. Like people were saying Buffalo. Yeah, that's so cool. But um, it's called Drive My Car, the movie that I oh. watched, and it's a Japanese film. Um, but it, there's a lot of different languages going on with it. So it's a subtitle film. If you don't know Japanese, which you might. I, I lost it all when they denied me for the mission. <laughs> Darn. Um, but um, it's a long movie at three hours. But and it's a very simple premise. There's a guy who's putting on plays like pretty popular plays. And he gets the opportunity to put this show on like in a at a bigger scale with mm-hmm. like a better actors whatever this this opportunity i guess and his wife his wife died recently and they won't let him drive his own car and he likes to drive his own car to wherever he goes mm-hmm. so they give him this driver and uh, that's the premise and from that premise you're like oh i know exactly where this movie's going no but it's a very good movie but you kind of have to sit with it well, I was forced to pay attention because I had to read to know what was going on, oh, which is kind of a good true. thing. Yeah, because it's not a very actiony movie. There's not a lot. There's like no, you know, gunfights or anything. It's just like a movie about like this guy's life. But it was so good. It was so good. That does sound good. What is it? Drive my drive car. my car. Yeah. Okay, I'm it gonna was, write that one down. It was so good. Yeah, it's just like I don't know, and like there's like a lot of commenting on acting because he's trying to teach these people how to do his play and like i don't know there's all this stuff is going mm-hmm. on but it's just like a play it's a very good movie about like life in general i think it's so good that sounds awesome um but yeah that's that's my recommendation you can stream that on hbo max really yes i do have hbo max it's the best one my brother's a baller so i just steal all his passwords <laughs> i heard they're gonna netflix is uh trying out this test program to charge you extra if your password if your profile is in on different oh, like ips on. and stuff like so it's different locations it's so annoying that is crazy i have pe- people have my password and it's like yeah i trade i just passwords. logged in once like they don't put any money towards it or anything yeah, and like, someone <laughs> went back in the netflix Twitter. Be like send it the bill to that ip address don't exactly. send it to me right <laughs> um 
someone went all the way back in the, in the Netflix Twitter to like 2017 where Netflix tweeted love is sharing a password and they were like this is still you bro like yeah that's ooh. shady as hell well people are jumping from subscription to subscription Netflix is salty Netflix is salty for <laughs> sure Netflix is like oh fuck we, we done fucked up didn't we oh my god they have enough money just let us watch our movies in peace yeah, they're going to lose more people if they do the password thing, I feel like. People are going to be losing friends over this. I'm going to be like, look, I'm going to be going over to people's houses. And when they're in the kitchen or whatever, I'm going to be logging out of everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it was annoying when, like, the screen limits came on, I remember. Because mm-hmm. then it was like, someone is watching Netflix right now. Like, you have too many screens on. I had, like, we had five, you know, six kids. It was like, mm-hmm. we're all splitting it. It's like, well, okay. Two people are watching. Looks like the rest of us can't. Oh, my God. That's brutal. Brutal. But um, I think this is as good a time as any. Wow. I know. Sorry, guys. If you're still listening, you're a real trooper. (laughs) Oh, people listen. People jump around. My cat is just having a time over there. Cat's doing hardcore parkour over here. (laughs) She is. Um, This has been Pass Assault, everybody's favorite casual conversation podcast, hosted in Buffalo, New York. Uh, you can find us everywhere and podcasts are listened to big ones being Apple music or Apple podcasts and Spotify. I'm Max Cambria with me, Carolyn Sicarella. If you want to plug yourself or anything, or your Insta. <laughs> my Insta is care underscore Sicarella. That's C A R E underscore S I C U R E L L A. I still spell my name the way my mom used to spell it at the bank when I was a little kid. Oh, that's good. I see. You are E L L A. As long as you know, yeah. It's the only way I can remember it. Um, yeah, this has been past assault. I think this was sixty months. Awesome. So, uh, well, we'll thank see. you for having me. Of course, of course, and uh, to everybody else listening, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Deuces. <laughs>